0: did for me,
1: oh it was a great thing that he did for me, oh it It was a great thing how he set me free, Jesus
0: died on Calvary, so the whole wide world could see, was a great thing that he did for me.
2: Hallelujah. Father, it was a great thing that you did for us, Lord. Lord, you took us from a lost place down in a horrible pit, and you picked us up, Lord. You didn't leave us as you found us, but you washed us and you cleaned us. You didn't leave us empty, Lord, but you filled us. Lord, what a wonderful thing it is to be a child of yours, Lord, and to be found by you, Lord, and be brought into your place, a place of service for you, Father. We ask, Lord, you'll just help us this evening and give us strength in our body and our voice, Lord, and just minister to your people, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, also Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22. Amen. I'd like to speak to you this evening. Been 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 reading a lot on this and i dwelling on this a lot about faith. I believe faith is a wonderful thing to have, especially in a faithless generation, in a faithless world, in a world that doesn't even get more and more to be less that believe in God and the things of God, and, and to be one that is still standing in spite of it all. That's a wonderful thing. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which do not appear. Also, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22 it said, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and got mad and angry and walked away and stomped her feet. No, she came and, and she came and worshiped him. Can you imagine this? He just said, I wasn't sent to you, but she still came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. She must have understood that was her only source of help. Amen. Amen. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the Lord, children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, Well, that's the way you feel about it. I'm done. No, she said, Truth. Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, Great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I've been just going through tons of quotes and I'm still not through. Just uh, reading things where Brother Brown spoke about faith. I mean, that's, of course, the theme of his entire ministry was faith, bringing the people to believe. I mean, that's what he was to do is to bring us back to the faith of the fathers. So it is no doubt or it's understandable that that would be. Uh, the thread that's all the way through his ministry is faith. It's faith to believe for salvation, faith to believe for rapture, faith to believe for healing, faith, amen, to believe for the things of God. And and so I've been looking at these things, and I I just want to read this in the um, uh, in the Amplified version of Hebrew, Hebrews chapter one, chapter eleven, and verse one. In the Amplified, I, this is kind of where it started with me. It says, "Now faith is the assurance." ...or the title deed or confirmation of things that are hoped for, that are divinely guaranteed. The evidence of things not seen, but it's the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by physical senses. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval... By faith, that is, the, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power and wisdom and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds, universes, and ages were framed and created. They were formed and put in order and equipped for the intended purpose by the word of God. So the things which are seen now are, were made or was not made out of things which are visible. In other words, what we see today with our natural eyes, one day there was a day that you couldn't see them with these natural eyes. But they were literally spoken to existence by the word of God. And so we know faith finds sources that that our eyes cannot see. It finds a place, amen, that it can hold on to that no matter what our senses declare or does not declare, it, it has an anchor there. Faith sees what blind people doesn't see. Amen. And, and I'm not talking about blind as far as uh, it, it, with your eyes, but there are actually blind people we know that actually could see more than people that could see with natural eyes because they had faith to believe. We, we know the blind man in the Bible that were, was born blind is one of my favorite stories or one of my favorite healings. And of Jesus' ministry was the blind man who, who were born blind. And, and they asked him, was he born blind because of his, of his sin or, or or because of his mother or father's sin? And he said, no, but that the glory of God might be revealed in him. And, and we know the story of how Jesus would bend down and take some good dirt... And the and the very elements it would take to make those eyes and and to create the creator back doing his creation and his creative work and building eyeballs and placing them there in those sockets and he tells him to go wash and he came back seeing. Amen. You know, and and he begins to testify of that and people begin to ask questions and they wonder why, you know, how could this be? And, and, And it comes down to it and all their question, he just shakes his head and he said, you know, this is a marvelous thing that never since before the earth, since the earth's been created, has a man been born blind, given his sight. But yet you don't know who that is. In other words, I know who he is because I was once a blind man. I once had no eyeballs. I once had nothing but empty sockets. But God, only God could do what that man did. Amen. There ain't nobody else upon this earth that could do what he did. There's no uh, uh, medical intervention. There's nothing that could do what creative power can do. And so that blind man saw what more, more than what men with natural eyesight could see. They saw a man that they would call him an illegitimate child. They would call him a a Beelzebub. They would call him all kind of names. But this man had an experience and a faith that anchored deeper than what he could see with the natural eyes. And I, I believe that's what we have to be. The same kind of people that no matter if we see or if we feel or if we hear that has nothing to do with it. Our faith is anchored because we have an experience with God. And God has showed us who he really is in the time that we're living in. Amen. And we have been placed in this place, not because of, of who we are, what we've done, but God has placed us in this place that we're in for the glory of God. He's placed you in the battle that you're in. He's placed you in the situation that you're in or the or the trouble or the trial or the sickness or whatever it is. It's only for one reason. That's for the glory of God. That God's glory can be revealed in you. If it's a sickness, it's so the glory of healing, God's healing can be revealed in you. Amen. If it's, if it's sin, it's so the glory of God's salvation Can be revealed in you That later on in life You'll begin to realize There's a deeper anchor Than what you can see Because there'll be a time You don't know long, You may not feel God's presence For a while You may not see it You may not see the supernatural Or see the, the visible uh, manifestations Of the supernatural But that has nothing to do with it Because your faith is anchored deeper Than what your eyesight can declare Or what your senses can declare Amen There's a faith that rests there on the eternal promises of God. Now these five senses we all need them to operate in this world but these five senses that we were given were given to us for one reason and that was to contact the earthly world. That was the only reason it was given it's, these five senses was not given to you to contact the supernatural realm. Can you feel the supernatural? Yes sometimes you can feel the moving of the spirit. Sometimes you can see it. Sometimes you can see the spiritual uh, cloud or the spiritual fire. You sometimes God allowed those things to happen. But that is not what God gave you to anchor, amen. He gave you a faith to believe no matter if you don't see it, if you don't feel it, if you don't understand it, no matter what, you have an anchor that'll hold there regardless of the storm, regardless of the feelings, regardless of of this, that, and the other. It does not matter, amen. There's There's a faith, there's a substance there that goes beyond what you can see, goes beyond what you can taste, goes beyond what you can smell or hear, amen. Goes beyond what is seen by the natural senses of the man. Amen. Faith tells you that it's so no matter what your eyesight declares. Amen. Faith tells you that it's so no matter what your body declares or no matter what your feelings declare. Amen. Faith can declare to you that you're healed and you still just feel just as sick as you ever felt. Amen. You may look just as sick as you ever, ever look, but faith will come down upon your heart. Now we know what faith is. Faith is the revelation of God's word. And I want you to understand it is the revelation that God's word is God heals. God delivers. God sets free. Amen. God, Faith stands there and faith doesn't reason it. Faith knows where it's at. So faith acts and it holds on and it doesn't move from that. It don't matter what says what or what does what. It doesn't matter who walks away or who says that. It matters not. Faith holds on anyhow. I don't care whatever says this or whoever says that. It doesn't move a bit. It stays right there. Well, wait, wait. It don't make any difference. Amen what is faith faith is something that is revealed to you that is not yet but you believe it will be (laughs) come on somebody amen it's not yet but you believe it will be so if you believe it will be it's as good as yet Amen. And you're going to stand there until it's done. No matter what comes your way. No matter how many doubters arise. No matter how much circumstances says it ain't so. doesn't matter how many symptoms denies it. doesn't matter what how many doctors reports denies it. It doesn't matter what anything, anything else says. Faith stands there on the eternal word of God. And it does not waver. It does not matter how many winds come, how many waves bash against it. It'll stand there no matter how long it takes for the answer to come. Amen. This is what he said in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. He said he spake a parable unto them this end that men ought to always pray and to not faint. He said saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God neither regarded man and there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying avenge me of my adversaries and he would not for a while but afterward he said within himself though I fear not God nor regard man yet because this widow troubles me I will avenge her lest by her continual coming, she's wearies me. And the Lord said, "Hear what the unjudge just said. He shall and shall not. God avenge his own elect." Amen. I'm here to tell Satan he's got a day of vengeance coming. Hallelujah, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with him, I tell you, I tell you, not me, I tell you, he tells you that he will avenge him speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Amen. You notice he didn't say, will I find righteousness or will I find churches or will I find holy people? Will I find faith? In other words, faith will be something of great value and very precious and very rare. There will be very rare that somebody will be on his hands day and night, that somebody will be calling on him and says, I'm going to be here no matter what you say. If you don't say anything, I'm still going to be knocking. Come on, somebody. We give up too quickly on our promises. We give up too quickly on the word of God. And we say, well, he didn't answer me in that service. Well, I just, I don't know how it's going to. It doesn't matter if he answers this service. It might be tomorrow. It might be the next day. But when he comes, will he find faith? Too many times we give up and the answer's on the way. Amen. Somebody that'll keep on praying in spite of an answer that comes soon enough or not. Amen. Amen, Brother Timothy. Someone with enough faith to knock and keep on knocking. Not just faith enough to knock once, but to keep knocking come on now amen that'll keep asking that'll keep on his hands day and night Lord I, I need you to heal this person I, I need you to touch this person I, I, this cancer's after this one Lord Come on, this one's after this one, Lord. I I need you to go after this one, Father. I I need an answer here, Lord. I'm still here. This is another day, Lord, but I'm still here. I still need an answer, God. and I'm still calling on you. I'm still knowing that you're going to answer because you said you will avenge me of my enemies. I'm here to tell you, that devil that's been against you, he's not going to get away with it. He's not going to get away with the torment he's put on the children of the living God. He's not going to get away with the sickness that he's put upon our people, upon our, upon our, our, our husbands and our wives. He's not going to get away with it. But there is an avenger on his trail. Amen. And there's a little woman of faith that is there knocking, saying, God, do you see what the devil's doing over here? Do you see what he's doing over here? Go get him. That's the way you want to get God. Be on his hands. Not some lackadaisical attitude, but every morning, every night, every day, all the time, constantly, just keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. Some people think if they asked more than twice, they denied their faith. This is not what he said. He said, be on his hands. Yes, be on his hands. Amen. But stand there in faith, yes, knowing he's going to answer. Yes, right. Amen. Don't go up knocking and, you know, and so discouraged by the time you finally get your nerve up to knock. I told this other day uh, somewhere, I, uh, but Brother Tim's told this story somewhere. I've heard it. The man who, who had that flat tire, remember that story? And he gets that flat tire out in the middle of nowhere And he sees this little light up on a porch way off somewhere And it's late at night And it's, it's past midnight and, and he don't have a jack Finds out he don't have the tools And he's like, man, I'm stranded But there's a light up there And if I go up there maybe knock Maybe that old farmer up there help me And he starts walking up that way And he said, you know, by the time I get up there He's going to be mad Because he's already went to bed And he's already, he's already you know he's, he's got his night clothes on He ain't going to want to get out in this old weather He ain't going to go out to his barn or wherever it is he ain't going to want to answer me. He ain't going to want to meet me. He ain't going to want to, he ain't going to, he ain't going to. And all these things are going through his mind. By the time he gets up there, he didn't talk himself out of it. He knocks on the door and the man answered and he said, I'll just keep your old Jack. That's the way we go to God Sometimes. Amen. We, by the time we get there, we didn't ourselves out of it, and we've we we've, we've talked ourselves out of the blessing that God has for us. And by the time we'll just keep your old healing, keep it all, amen. Because it didn't come in our time frame, or it didn't come in the moment of the way we thought it should. Listen, it ain't gotta, be, it ain't about how we think or what we want or how we want it. God's going to answer. Yeah. He promised that he would, and I know he answers. Preached that before That God that answers Listen he, Brother I remember talked about it, He said God always answers He said many times An unexpected time An unexpected place In an unexpected way But when he comes Will he find faith Amen, Amen. We look We push that all the way To when he returns But I believe it's a little deeper than that Because many times We give up when he's coming it's happened many times. Go, go back and read, listen to the tapes. Brother Branham talks about discernment. He said that one missed it. Got up and left as the answer was on the way. Would have received something if they just stayed right there and held that faith. Come on now. Amen. Well, When he comes to our services, will he find faith? Or will he find our doubts and our frustrations and, and our, past, our past times of not getting the answer. And all of this in our mind. And we'll just, just keep your old Jack. Yeah. Hallelujah anyhow. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Y'all feeling good? Okay, I'm just checking. Keep on knocking. It's Wednesday night and I ain't feeling like it. We'll do it anyhow. Well, it's Wednesday night and things didn't go the way I thought they ought to go. And this, this over here is a, it doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with it. Amen. What you get out of, the, out of service on a Wednesday night, it really has nothing to do with how good or how bad your day was. It has to do with if you have faith when it comes. When he comes and he promised he would be, he said he would be here tonight. I'm just taking him at his word. He said, where well, two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be. So when he comes, I want to have faith to believe and get the answer I've been looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Not come in my old a- attitude and just keep you old Jack. Right. Maybe I'll get it Sunday from you. <laughs> Maybe I'll get it another day when I'm feeling good. I don't feel like toting that jack no how Maybe he'd tote it for you. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, we're going to stay on that jack. (laughs) Hey, man, you know, we we have such a weird attitude about things sometimes. Not realizing our attitude determines many times what we're going to get. Because our attitude is a reflection of our faith. Hello, somebody. It's exactly what this Seraphonician woman, her attitude was a reflection of her faith. Amen. She could have had a bad attitude very quickly and very, really, with a righteous cause. I mean, good lands. He called her a dog. First, he told her, I didn't even come to you, so just leave. And she pressed through that, you know, and she got on through the song service. And she's like, well, I'm just going you know, I'm going to just, I, Lord, I just want to worship you. He said, boy, I, I, I come to the house of Israel. I didn't come to a bunch of dogs. Boy, we wouldn't want no pastor like that, would we? I didn't come to that. She said, well, yeah, Lord, that's true. I am a dog.
1: <laughs>
2: if we'd realize who we really are, when we get down to it, we're nothing. We are nothing and we, we're just broken down humanity. That undeserving of anything, that we don't have nothing, we, we don't deserve it for him to come down and meet with us. We don't deserve for him to walk among us and, and to talk to us and to speak to us. And, and, and we don't deserve that, that he would come and, uh, and put someone on a man's heart and deal with him and deal with him and deal with him. We don't deserve none of that, but he does it anyhow and he comes down and he speaks to us and and it's our old attitude that blocks him from doing what he wants to do come on somebody listen he wants to do just as much on a Wednesday night that he wants to do in any special service Amen. amen I don't care he wants to do just as much if there ain't but two people on these pews then this building filled with people it has nothing to do with it it's the attitude to receive and say God I want to have faith when you come (laughs) to receive something from God that's why I came that's why I'm here I I have a need I I have something in my life I have my daughter I have this one something going on Lord he said pray this right you say this while you're knocking just keep standing there knock a little while get tired Go. no just keep standing there Say, Lord, I'm here and I'm not going to leave. I'm on your hands now. I'm going to stay right here. You getting tired of listening? Hello, somebody. You get tired of listening? I'm having a great time knocking because I know you're coming. Hallelujah. I know if I will keep my attitude right and I'll stand there and say, God, I'm still here. Come on now. If there was ever a time for the church of the living God to stay knocking for Ron Spencer's healing, it's right now. We ought to be on his hands day and night. God, he still has a need. He's weak in his body, Lord. He has sickness there. And the old cancer is still eating him up. Amen. But I know you're coming. I know you're coming, Lord, because you said you would. You promised it. And I'm you tired of listening? I'm still here knocking. (laughs) The difference sometimes is, if I can say this the right way, we and and we're all guilty of it. Is the need is not as great unless it's our need. You understand what I'm saying? If it's your daughter or it's your daddy, or it's your son, then the need is great. That's why Brother Branham talked about it. He said, I, if I can say it right, how he said it, he said, I always try to put my, my, myself in their shoes. How would you pray if that was your daddy? How would you pray if that was your mama, or your, or your sibling, or how would, you, how would you be asking God, amen, if this was your situation? Come on, somebody. Amen. If it was you going through this and it was you dealing with this and it was you day and night never having, having separation from it. Amen. Many times we have separation and therefore when we have that, we forget about it. We go days on end before we remember. Listen, there's, there's things that we need to bring back to our remembrance. Amen. Satan's always trying to put something else more important. Amen. <laughs> He tried to put things more important than healings and deliverances and salvations and, and prodigals coming home and, and those things that are truly, really important. He wants to put your money and your job and this thing, that temporary stuff that's not important. But, buddy, if you get out of job, you'll pray. If you get out of money, you'll pray. If you get out of things that are natural things in your life, you'll pray. How much more are the spiritual things of God? <clears throat> How much more of the things, amen, that really have something to do with something. Amen, that goes beyond what we see or we taste or we smell or we hear. How much more of the supernatural realm should we ought to be moving into that place. Hallelujah, anyhow. But see, Satan's always trying to disrupt your faith to belittle your faith or to minimize your faith or to stop your faith or to hinder your faith because he knows God's going to come. He has witnessed it too many times. He has witnessed it over and over where he thought he had the God's people bound and he thought it was beyond hope. He thought it was beyond, uh, it, was, it wasn't even possible anymore that they would be saved. They'd been slaves too long or they'd been this, that, whatever too long. But he knows by, amen, by history that when the people of God begin to call on the name of the Lord, amen, and the, and the Lord begins to move, there ain't nothing he's going to be able to do about it. And he knows that if if you really really realize who you are and, and that you're not just a dog or some worthless pup or nobody or nothing, but you're a child of God and you're there knocking on the door of your daddy. Hello, somebody. Amen. We're not just knocking on the door of an unjust judge. That was only a parable. We are knocking on the door of our father. Amen, he's not somebody that don't care about what we're going through or don't know the issues and don't know what. He knows all about it. He's just asking somebody to call. And when he comes, he wants faith. That you're still there knocking. (laughs) Faith. He said, let me finish that quote. He said, I'm having a great time knocking because i know you're coming that's when something happens he has to get you off his hands so he comes out to answer you hallelujah faith is not based upon a myth it's not well just go do this or do that or on the words of some man but faith takes its eternal resting place upon god's word which is the bible so if you, if you get all tore up in your spirit and you don't know where to, your, your faith seems to have kind of lost its anchor, you go back to the Bible. What does the Word say about it? By a stripes I'm healed. And you put it right back upon a faith. Anchor to the Word of God puts a perseverance in someone to hold on to the promise. It puts a stubbornness about them. It puts a fight about them. Amen. When their faith is not anchored in in what some man said or some man's creed, but it's anchored in something that has never failed. This word of God has never failed. Come on, somebody. It is the power to heal. It has the power to save. It has the power to set set free. It has all the power that we have need of is in this word. And if you'll anchor your faith upon the word of God, it will not fail. It will come to pass no matter what the symptoms say or what the issues are. His word said this. (coughs) But unbelief. It relies on reasoning. I like this. It says right here. Just, he puts it like this. Unbelief relies on reasons. Present day things. You know why you miss him when he comes sometimes? Because unbelief come into your life. Maybe something happened on a Wednesday and it caused a stir to go a certain way and something happened. And all of a sudden you're reasoning all kinds of things out. And, and, and you got all this big thing built up in your mind. And before you know it, when he comes, he didn't find faith. He found reasoning. He found doubt. He found unbelief. He found murmuring. He found complaining. He found all kinds of things. But faith. He said, faith won't do that. Faith looks at the word. Faith places itself upon that unmovable rock, God's eternal word. Faith doesn't look at reasons. Faith doesn't need a reason to believe. That's deeper than what you think it is. Faith doesn't need a reason to believe. Faith has the word. Amen. Therefore, it's already done. It's already settled. It's already The purchase price has already been paid. You know, some people say, well, I just don't know. I believe God will heal, but I don't know if it's his will to heal. Well, let me tell you, the will of God is his word. So if the word of God is his will, then the will of God is by his stripes you are healed. Many times people use the will of God for a cop-out because of their unbelief. Well, I believe God will, but I don't know if he... I believe God can, but I don't know if he will. Well, his will is his word. It's the only place that faith can lay on and rest. That's the only sanctuary of faith's resting place. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So faith finds the word, its sanctuary of rest. It moves right up to the top of that eternal rock, Christ Jesus, the word, and lays down on it and rests. (coughs) Boy, I love that. Because we're in some unrestful days. And it ain't going to get any more restful it's going to be more unrestful it's like i told said back in 2020 people just kept saying man i'll be glad when this year's over i'm like how you know next year's gonna be any better and it ain't got any better it's got worse and it's getting worse and it's getting darker and it's getting darker all the time amen that's why you have to have faith Faith is that anchor on the ship. Amen. It's down there, bedded, down there, attached to that bedrock, down there beneath it. And you can't see it. You, can't, you don't know it's there. You don't know what is it. But you know something's hooked. And the ship, amen, is it's out there in the ocean, but it sets down that anchor. And it gets a real hold. And storms begin to come and begin to blow against it. And it just keeps moving back and forth and back and forth. But it, that ship can only go so far because that faith has anchored that ship. And that's exactly what's with the believer. Amen. Storms can come against this church. It can come against your family. It can come against all kinds of things. It can blow. It can howl. It can burn. Whatever it wants to do. But if your faith is anchored in the word. You will crest every wave. You will rise right above it. You will go right over it. He said let the winds howl. Let the storm shake. She is safe evermore. Hallelujah. She rests right there on that word. That's where faith, genuine Christian faith rests, is on the word. Amen. For it knows God will prove himself superior over every one of his enemies. Amen. I, that's shouting ground right there. How many faced an enemy this week? Amen. Amen. God will prove himself superior over every one of his enemies. <laughs> Just hold on. God's going to prove he's superior over that. God's going to prove He's in his hands. God's going to prove he's got the ability to pull it off and cast it off at any moment. At any time, sickness can flee. I believe sickness can flee, and I believe it does at the preaching of the word, because faith comes by hearing. Hey Amen. I was preaching a sermon one time at Brother Josh Bennett's, and there was a man that was sitting on the second row, and he had his feet. His feet were so swollen and he couldn't even tie his tennis shoes and barely could walk into church. And it was all swollen. His leg was swollen. And at the preaching of the word, he testified. He said, All of a sudden, he realized something was different. And he began to he'd begin to worship and praise the Lord at a certain point. He said, I began to realize something. Something's different, and I looked down, and my feet had become normal again. <laughs> All the swelling was gone. He said, "I just reached down and I tied my tennis shoes." Hallelujah, Amen. What happened? Faith came by hearing, and faith was there. And when faith had found an anchor place, when that spirit come by, it finished the work. Hallelujah! That's where you want to be found with faith every service yes, faith yes, to believe this is my moment amen. <laughs> what kind of service would we have right now if every question or every, every, every need was answered right now Well, I believe we can have those type of services. I know they did in the prophet's day. I I know he said many times. He said, "Look at that! Everyone in the whole building was healed." What happened? Faith got in the building. They you know what? They begin to forget about tomorrow and everything else. They didn't care. Faith was in the building. They saw something real, a reality. And they saw their faith begin to grow. And he said, look, it's just almost milky in here because of, of the faith that's in the building. And he said, what's happening? People are beginning to believe that they can have their need answered. They're beginning to believe that this is their service. Oh, so there's some keys there if you want to have that kind of service that everyone's needs can be answered. Well, then we gotta start believing that way. We gotta start believing that He's a God over every situation. There ain't a devil too big, there ain't a sickness too strong, there ain't a situation too hard. Am I preaching to somebody or are we just sitting here having class? There ain't a devil that's strong enough. There ain't a devil that can hold you. There ain't a sickness that can hold you. There ain't a devil. He will show up and show he has dominion over if we have the faith to believe. When he comes, no matter how bad it looks, it has nothing to do with it. No matter how defeated we feel. Hello, somebody. I'm going to be honest with you this week, I felt pretty defeated, but that ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I ain't up here preaching like I'm defeated, or feeling like I'm uh, preaching like I'm feeling I'm defeated, because it ain't got nothing to do with it. I've had bad dreams that kept me up all night. Woke up this morning about three in the morning, sick at my stomach because of some tormenting spirit that had been after me in my dreams, but it ain't got nothing to do with it. I know there's a God that's got dominion over that I know there's a God that's greater than the spirits of the night that wants to torment our minds and and torment our hearts I know there's a God that's greater than any sin in this building this evening I know there's a God that's greater than any sickness in this building I know there's a God that's greater than any marriage trouble (laughs) I know there's a God that's greater than cancer I know there's a God that's greater than any sickness. Name him right now. Our God has dominion over him. I know there's a God that's greater than any trouble you're going through. Let the winds howl. Let the ship rock. We are anchored in the word of Almighty God. I know there's a God that's greater than any enemy that wants to come against you. There's a God that's greater than any problem that wants to come against your family. (laughs) Faith still knows it don't matter how much you look defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may feel defeated tonight, but that don't mean you are. Woo! hallelujah you may not feel like much that don't mean you ain't come on somebody you don't may you may not feel healed tonight but that don't mean that you're not healed you may not feel delivered tonight but that doesn't mean you're not delivered when he comes and I say he's here tonight I say he's moving among us will he find that faith (laughs) It's a resting place. We need a resting place in the hour that we're living in. You Can't find it in the news. You Can't find it in society. You can't find it around you. You can't find it nowhere. The only place you can find rest is in the Word of God. That's why I'm so thankful for that Word. I don't understand anybody that don't want the Word of God. In this world we're living in, mercy, I mean... So much unrest is so boiling up. The seas are so tumultuous that in such turmoil that people don't even know who they are no more. <laughs> Amen. It's so dark. You know, Brother Brown talked about in the guide. He said people can get so lost so they forget even they, they even go out of their own minds and get so lost and and, and panic sets in and, and all of this and you know what they're trying to do while panic is setting in they're trying to say I'm okay it's all right. I know my way. I know how to get out of here. I know this. I've been here before. And they're relying on themselves. And they're trying with their best. Brother Branham got in that spot. It was a hurricane mountain, that's the name of it. Got in that spot in that storm. And he said he began to go on an Indian death march. He'd go around and come right back to the same spot. Go around come right back to the same spot. And i almost set myself this way. I know it's this way. And he would go with everything with him in one direction. Come right back to the same spot. Talk about making you want to lose your mind. No wonder the world's in this condition. They're lost. They're so lost that they don't know if they're, what gender they are. They don't know what pronouns to go by. They don't know what they have. They're having to rearrange vocabulary and the dictionary and everything because they're so lost. It's so dark. Like that little boy laying on that bed in Memphis. Mama, It's dark. It's so dark. I don't know. Where am I, mama? Something inside of them. Because why? It has gotten dark. And there ain't no lights. Ain't nothing to guide them. There's nothing there. Brother Brown said, I'd have been that way myself. He said, but a hand reached and grabbed me. How many remembers of that moment? When a hand reached and grabbed you. And it turned you around. And he said when he got turned around, he was headed in the wrong direction. Going to go right off a cliff somewhere. He said, but he turned around and he caught sight of Hurricane Mountain. The fog had liberated back. Just enough to catch a glimpse of that mountain. Because he knew between him and that mountain was a lifeline. <laughs> he said he put his hands up straight in the air and began to go straight to that lifeline just as hard as he could go. Oh, come on, somebody. No wonder the devil don't want you praising God. No wonder he don't want your hands lifted because he knows you're getting, trying to get a hold of a lifeline. Hallelujah. if you can just get past it and keep walking with your hands up. Wednesday night with your hands up. Sunday with your hands up. Come on, somebody. And when you're in the the battle with your hands up, and all of a sudden you'll hit a line. I got a hold of it. I got a hold of it, and it's got a hold on me. And it led him directly to safety. I'm here to tell you if you'll keep your hands up. Woo! and keep praising the Lord your God and keep thanking him for all that he's done you might be in a battle tonight you might be in despair tonight you might be so down you don't know what to do just lift up those hands just lift up those hands and keep walking towards that mountain because between here and there there's a lifeline and this might be your night to grab a hold of it Hallelujah. You might have been all all disoriented before this service. And you didn't know how you was going to keep your head up. It ain't about your head right now. It's about your hands. Keep them in the air. And say, God, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you with my whole heart. I'm laying it all aside. And I want that lifeline. I want you. Let the winds howl. (laughs) Let the storm shake. She's safe evermore. When you're resting upon the word, this word ain't going to sink. So you just lay yourself on it on the storms of life. Just lay yourself in there somewhere in Isaiah chapter 53, whatever. Just lay yourself down in there, get some rest. Quit worrying about it. Quit fighting about it. Have faith and believe and just knock. I want you to understand. The faith he's talking about is not knock because you're worried. Knock because you need him to come. And you know he's on the way because he will not turn me down. That is my father. Come on, somebody. As I said, we're not going to some unjust judge. (laughs)
0: Amen. Tonight,
2: tonight, I, was, I came to church early and I was in there, in just regular old clothes, waiting for my wife and Sister Ruth and Sister Katie bring some church clothes. And, and I get this knock and I would locked the bolt on it because I'd laid down a few minutes. And so I'd gotten up and sitting there studying and the bolt was still locked. And I got this knock and I was like, who is it? It's Katie. Oh, go away, Katie. You ain't going to turn me down. I'm your daughter. You're my. This is what she said. You're my daddy. She didn't walk off all huffy and mad because I told her to go away. No, she knew her position. (laughs) She knew it. Her position had nothing to do with her. It was of God's choosing. God placed her there, and God put her there, and God made her my daughter. And she knew beyond that door, that voice was not the voice of some stranger. That voice was not the voice of somebody she barely knew. That voice was the voice of her father. And she knew knew his nature. She knew he was just joking with her, and he was just playing with her. So she stands there knowing her position. I'm not saying God's joking with you tonight, but I'm saying you need to stand there at the door knowing who you are. And you know who you are, therefore you know who he is. I'm a son, I'm a daughter, therefore that's my father in there. And he's going to answer. It might not be tonight, but it doesn't matter. I'll be here tomorrow. It doesn't matter if it's tomorrow. It don't matter if it's 25 years. I'm going to be there because I know he will answer his word. Because he promised his word will not return into him void. But it will accomplish that which is sent to do. You're not going in there to some stranger. But we have a high priest who has come down and became one of us. And he knows what it's like to bear the things that we bear. He said to you sick people, I'd like to drive this home. When you catch that faith that you're going to be healed every circumstance everything else all signs all symptoms can point you're dying you won't move from that it's a resting place in the sanctuary of God's word when faith genuine faith sits there not make believe now but faith hope out there hoping was hoping it was hopes out there hoping it was in faith is already in looking at it saying it's done it's done that's faith that's where faith takes its resting place For it knows God will never let the enemy ride over the top of him. (laughs) He never has. Faith knows that. So regardless of what it looks like, Noah knew that the ark would float. Why? Because it was thus saith the Lord. It wasn't some manufactured something Noah decided to dream up on his own and say, you know what? (coughs) Boys, I got a good idea today. We're going to build an ark. What for? It's going to rain. What in the world are you talking about? You lost your mind. It's going to rain on a Wednesday night. It's going to, it's going to, something's going to happen tonight. Are you crazy? That wasn't Noah's resting place. Noah was resting on the word. Brother Timothy, you mean we can have a wonderful service and healings and deliverances and things take place every service on a Wednesday, on a Sunday? Yeah not because I said so it's because he said so amen so I rest upon that Daniel knew that God was going to close the lion's mouth hallelujah hallelujah the Hebrew children knew that God would stop the fire Jesus knew that God would raise him up again Cause the word said, "I'll leave his soul, and I'll need, not leave his soul in hell. Neither will I suffer my holy one to see corruption." He knew corruption set in about seventy-two hours, and he said, "Within three days, I'll raise it up again." It took its eternal resting place in the sanctuary of God's word. Amen. You need rest tonight? Go to the word, yeah. not Fox News, not Google. Listen, you get a symptom and go to Google, you ain't going to find no rest. You read the doctor's report, most of the time, you're not going to find no rest. But you read God's report, and you go, ah. let me just stretch out a little bit. Kind of take in these covers right quick. Get all comfortable, because I know He said it. And if he said it, I believe it. It doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter what happens. Circumstances does not mean anything. Circumstances does not define who you are. Neither does it define who God is. God is on the throne. God is God. And his word is still the truth. And I have faith to believe it. Therefore I rest. I stand together. Where's your faith? Do you only have faith when the preaching is how you want it? He said things just perfectly. Nothing. Hurt my feelings. I got faith. No, he's looking sometimes to see if you got faith when stuff does hurt your feelings. I got a scripture for it. He's got faith, whether the service went the exact, he wants, he wants to know if there's faith, whether the service goes how you thought it was going to go or how this one thought, it, it doesn't matter. When he comes, will he find faith? Don't quit, quit putting that off when he comes. It's when he comes. When he comes in our midst, will he find a little woman that'll reach out and touch the hem of his garment? Will he find somebody that's there still putting a nail in the rock or in the ark? Will he find somebody there still holding a rod and speaking to the waters? Will he find somebody that's still there defying that old king that said, I'm going to burn you. Well, do what you want to, old king. But as for me and my house, I'm going to serve God. Will he find faith? Will he find somebody that believes No matter how many goes by the way of the grave. That has nothing to do with it. I think sometimes we get the wrong impression because somebody died that they didn't have faith. Some people say they're anti-word. Bunch of nonsense. But that's the greatest healing that could ever happen to somebody. And just because they went by, by the grave does not mean that they didn't have faith. Brother Tim said it at that funeral Sister Erica. Her faith took her there. It's been said by our pastor before, and I've used it many times because this gave me great comfort. When Jesus was standing at the grave of Lazarus and he wept, he wasn't weeping because of unbelief or this, that, and the other. He done faced all kinds of unbelief. But he knew he was going to bring that man back. From a place of perfect health. A place to never have another mind battle. To never have another sin. Another doubt. Another unbelief. And he's going to bring him back. To live this old wretched life all over again. There ain't a one of them that wants to come back here. But how many of us wants to go there? Will he find faith? Let's bow our heads. Lord, just been dealing with my heart, Father. Even about my own faith. My own thoughts and thinking. Lord, you know when we go through things, the old ugly serpent, the old devil tries to come and attach himself to our hurts and scars. He wants to put depression there, anxiety. And he wants to come in in the nighttime and deal with us in our subconscious. to torment us every way he can. But Lord, we don't yield to him. We don't yield to what he says. We don't yield to his nonsense. We rest upon your word. Lord, you promised me. You promised me you would be in the fire. And I know you are still God of your promise. And I know, Lord, no matter what we go through in the situations of life... You showed us very clearly you're here with us. Lord Jesus, let our faith just rise to such a level. Lord, there may be naysayers that want to say all kinds of things against us. May want to accuse us, false accuse us, say all kinds of things, but it matters not what they say. It matters not their opinion. It matters not what they feel. It matters not anything what they do. It only matters what the master says. Lord, we like that little boy as we're playing that violin and we get through with it. Lord, tonight we just want to look up and see if you're pleased. That's all that matters. And Lord, if you're pleased, will you please come by now and just reach down and touch hearts? Lord, may faith come to such a level tonight, Lord, that people can grab a hold of things they've wondered about for years and dealt with for years and battles have been going through and god in this moment it can just be all over with and finished because you're that kind of god lord we love you with all of our hearts lord we believe help thou our unbelief lord unbelief wants to come in and reason and doubt and figure this out and that out and Say this is that, and that's this, and mind battles of all kinds wants to attach themselves. But, Lord, we want to be found faithful. Because truly you are faithful. You're a faithful God. We love you, Father. I sing that all my life you have been faithful. Let's worship the Lord. Won't you put your hands up for that lifeline tonight? floor my life. been in your
1: hands all my days, I've been held in
2: your
1: hands from the moment that I wake up, from the moment that I wake up, until I lay my head, I will see all the goodness of God. Goodness of God. Yes, Lord, I love Your
2: voice.
1: I love Your voice. You have led me through the fire. So
0: how you brought deliver us the exodus of my heart you found me you freed me held back the waters for my release oh yeah Oh, pour- The cloud by day is a sign that You are with me. The fire by night is the guiding light to my feet. You found me, You freed me, held back the water for my Oh, yes, have led me through the deep, oh hallelujah. You stepped into my Egypt, you took me by the hand, you marched me out in freedom, into the promised land, and I will not forget you i'll sing of all you've done death is swallowed up forever by the fury of your love you stepped into my Egypt you took me by the hand you marched me out in freedom into the promised land and i will not forget you I'll sing of all you've done, death is swallowed up forever by the fury of your love. deep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're the God who fights for me, Lord of every bit.
1: Hallelujah.
0: I've seen
2: Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and thank Him for a moment. Thank you, Lord, for opening up the seas. Thank you for never leaving me alone, Lord. Being there with us, Father, through every step. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God you are, Lord. What a great God you are. What a merciful Savior. Jesus for your great and do mighty things Hallelujah 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 We want to close this service with prayer tonight If you would like to come around the altar and pray for a little while or sit down in your seats whatever you want to do you feel led to do and as the brothers put on some music just quietly exit the building Just want to remember the needs that we have in the body, Brother Rod. needs a miracle, a touch from God just losing strength in his body to continue the fight and, and so we just want to hold his arms up in prayer and just ask God to do the impossible because I believe he does the impossible, I, I believe he is the God of the impossible and so we have him, Sister um, Jeannie Camp and needs in the body and loved ones that are lost situations just call upon the Lord call upon the Lord on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved hallelujah he's a God that fights for us but he's just asking to be brought into the battle amen so let's just take a time of prayer and like I said if you want to just make your way up here wherever you feel just talk to the Lord for a little bit before you leave and make your needs known to him just see what he would do